on the tee from Australia, Adam Scott. There it is, Adam Scott. Expect anything different? Brilliant. What an up and down that was. In your life have you seen anything like that? Welcome to the clubhouse. Hey, good everyone. Welcome to the clubhouse right across Australia on this Australia Day, a long weekend. Hope you had a great day on Thursday for Australia Day, Australia Day and uh, enjoyed a little swing of golf here and there, Marco. Mark Allen is here as he is each and every week. Hey, Marco. Don't worry about that. How many points during oh, the week, Jules? 34 points. Oh, it's not bad. Yeah, no, it's a good bad round, round 34 yeah, points. frustrating round, Marco. Oh, see, now, now you're talking. Now, I'm talking. now I know you're heading in the right direction. A frustrating 34 points. Yeah. You are just this far away. From really doing some damage to that handicap. What are you on? 5.1? 6.3. Righto. So that knock any of the bad cards out or anything like that? Nah, it was a bad round that went out and a bad round that went Uh, in. (laughs) There's a couple of good ones going out soon, so I need to play Do you like our handicapping system now? Because it's very different from um, Um, five, six years ago, ten years ago. I like it in a sense, but I get frustrated if you have 36, 37 points on a day and then the rest of you feel... That a 40-pointer comes out. And then... um, no, no, oh, that, that that annoys me. But if you um, if you have a, a good day and you think you've played to your handicap, and then mm. the um, the daily rating comes in for the course, and everyone might have shot, you know, the average might have been up yeah. high thirties. And turns out you you played to handicap might be something yeah. that's completely different from what you actually played to. I don't yeah. particularly like that. No, I don't like the roll the dice stuff with yeah. that because I mean you can you can have situations that you know are just uh, an outlier. Mm. You can you can have an outlier day. Um, so I, I don't believe in that either. So I think just they know where the T's are. Yep. You're going to get some days where the weather's great mm-hmm. and you're going to get some days when the weather's bad. That'll balance out yep. in the long run. You're going to get some days where the greens are perfect and other days when the greens are rubbish. That'll balance out in the long run. You're going to get some days when the pins were cut in ridiculous spots and other days where they were just really easy. Mm. And it'll all balance out. So I'm with you. Yep. That, that, that frustrates me. But the concept of um, your best Eight rounds eight. from your last twenty games of golf. Yes, I love that. Yeah, so do I. I yeah, like that. I, I think it's good. And there's an anchor. Someone told me there's an anchor where you can only go out. You only go four, or four five shots, shots or six yep. shots or whatever yep. the anchor is. I like that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm really in for it. Uh, I, I'm I'm for it. But I think if they actually just put the course rating up a little bit, mm-hmm. like maybe 0.5, and said, okay, that's just going to balance out all the bad days, all the bad greens, and all the bad pin positions forever. Yep, it's a winner. Absolutely, it's an absolute winner. Yeah. Because there's nothing more frustrating than when you've got blokes over the Christmas yeah. period who yeah. come out and play off, you know, yeah, 29, 30, yeah. and they have 46, 47 yeah. points, and then your daily, your That's daily right. ratings, it's cooked. I'm, I'm with so, you. Yeah. I'm with you. So, yeah, so that changes. I think that should change and, and just never move it. Never, ever move it. Even if it's an eight-club wind, yeah. don't move it. Just put it all up, 0.5. There will be people, a little bit. There'll be people screaming at their car radios going, oh, you play on harder courses in the wind you wouldn't know about. But, you know, hey, it evens out. It will it even out. out. Yeah. Well, I think the, I think slope takes wind into consideration. Yeah. I think it does. You know, you go down you go down to the coast down here, and certainly in Victoria, I, I'm reasonably sure, reasonably sure. Can you let us know if, if, if I'm wrong here? But I think basic weather conditions for the year are certainly taken into, in, into account yep. with the slope rating one way or the other. Yep. So we'll see. But uh, yeah, one of those days, Marco, where you hit the ball straight off the tee and then nothing else really <laughs> happens. Didn't hold any parts. No, uh, putting was all right. It was just getting uh, to the green. Oh, that's good. Again. Oh, yeah. very we talked good. about two weeks ago about that 80 yards, 100 mm. yards in. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't that good. Uh, Tiger Woods, <laughs> first Ooh, yep. Here we go. tournament 
in a run of four tournaments in five weeks. Yes. Going to be seeing a lot of Tiger on the screen. Question one. Yep. Will he play four tournaments in five weeks? Uh, will his body hang, hang up? Will it, will it be good enough? We don't know. Yep. We'll find out. Question two. He's a tailor-made man. So he's got the monster drink golf bag. But during the week, mm-hmm. he has signed on the tailor-made to use the driver, the fairway woods, the irons, and the wedges. And there is a clause for Tiger to have a TW, not TP, a TW series to where he'll be making his own golf clubs, mm-hmm. his own golf equipment. So I don't think it's going to be too far off what the big boys have got. So, for instance, Jason Day and Justin Rose and and um, and Dustin Johnson, they have a big say in the way that wedges are shaped yep. uh, and the irons are shaped, and they basically they all look at different shapes and you know, you know basically the pros they want a little bit bigger sweet spot these days, less offset. Which mm-hmm. I'm a I reckon offset's just an absolute. An absolute tease, jobs. <laughs> you know, that you're going to hit the ball higher. It's absolute yep. garbage. So less offset um, and uh, also the thin top line. So that's basically what the pros are always asking for. And they try and juggle it a little bit to where, um, you know, people who walk in off the shelf and, and, and buy a set of clubs are happy as well. Um, but I think, I think it's a match made in heaven. Uh, and I think Tiger Woods, you know, obviously when, he, when Nike stopped making golf clubs, mm-hmm. He had the opportunity to test everything. He would have gone out and used everything. every single club. Absolutely. So he you know, doesn't. in the whole lot. He's in a position, and this was the same with Rory, which I loved. They were in a position where they didn't need the money. They yeah. didn't need the endorsement deal. No. That they could go out and choose the best clubs yeah. that suited their game. Yeah. And I think for everyone out there, it was so fascinating because these they were making the same decisions that every local golfer was making correct that's a beautiful way of putting it and it's funny how they've both gone different ways mm-hmm. to where you know Tiger Woods has gone with TaylorMade uh, and he's, I think he's gone back to a Scotty Cameron putter. He has, I think. yes. Um, Scotty Cameron Newport and he's using, two putter. And he's using the Bridgestone ball. Yep. Where Rory McIlroy has gone Callaway Epic last time I saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's still using a, a, a Nike set of irons that he might have had. Yeah. I think he is. But he went to the Titleist golf ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the Pro V1, which you know, 80, 85% of yeah. pros around the world are using. I want to talk about the golf ball a little bit later. I had an experience during the week. But for Tiger Woods, you know, I, I, I was hearing that he was going to purchase TaylorMade for 140 million. Wow. Purchase them? Purchase by the company. Wow. Well, Adidas, Adidas sold TaylorMade. Yes. So I don't know. I, I, well, they'll go, they either sold TaylorMade or they are in the process of selling TaylorMade. There was talk about Nike, second Nike purchasing TaylorMade. There was a little bit of talk about that, was yes. there? Well, see, now you're starting to... Now that, that when you see the world number one Australian Jason Day yes. move away from Adidas, who you know if you didn't know, um, Taylor made, and Adidas had a little arrangement where um, you know basically they well Adidas bought Taylor made, so yes. all the players were basically who were Taylor made were Adidas Golf uh, mm-hmm. as well. Um, but when you see uh, Jason Day all of a sudden going to the swoosh. So that Adidas have distanced themselves from TaylorMade, and now you're seeing Tiger Woods go to TaylorMade, and he's Mr. Swoosh. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe there's going to be a little relationship. A little yeah, maybe mm. a little relationship is uh, around the corner. And you know, Dustin Johnson. I mean, he's probably you know being in America. 
Nike's a big yeah. is, is a big brand over there, so I, I don't think he'd be fussed whether it's Adidas well, or he's, Nike. He's stuck with the Adidas gear at the moment, so in the Adidas clothing. So mm. when Jason Day made the move, yeah. So, so be that'll be fascinating. What happens there. It'll be fascinating to see. I, I'd love to know. You'd love to be a fly on the wall in some of these meetings, uh, particularly with Tiger. But yeah, you know, to see what he's going to do with the irons, to see if he's going to you know maybe get a blade going uh, with a just tailor made on the back, or whether he's going to stick with the uh, the new clubs uh, that. Taylor made have come up with a shorter hosel. Mm-hmm. I love the shorter hosel because it gives you weight in the golf club where you probably need it, and you can actually get the blades a little bit bigger. And if they can, if they can have a thinner top line with more weight down the bottom, uh, very much like their drivers, uh, I think you'll find that the off-center shots will go even closer uh, as far as distance is concerned yeah. to the ones that are flush because that's that's what that's what all the players really want. Once upon a time, you know. Do you know why pros preferred blade clubs? Why is that? Because when you hit it out of the middle, it always goes the same distance. And they say workability, but basically just pro means it can hit the ball low. Yep. Because, uh, you know, the pros, their biggest issue is hitting the ball too high. Mm-hmm. So that's changed a little bit with the, with the new golf ball. With the old ball, uh, the bladder ball, it spun so much. The blades didn't spin that ball as much. And uh, they got to hit the ball pretty much the same way all the time. Mm-hmm. So they call it workability, but in actual fact, it's just doing the same thing all the yeah. time. Because you can fade and hook, you can do all that stuff. Yeah. Mate. If you're a good pro, you can That's fade it. anything. You can hook anything. It's not it's got nothing <laughs> to do with the sweet spot. Anyway, but um, is it, as far as having control of your club, you can hit the ball low, uh, and you can hit the ball with less spin, which means the ball works the way that you want it to work. Yep. Um, but uh, you know, with a new golf ball... We're seeing a lot of players oh, yeah. traditionally with the blades are moving on, like Jason Day, one of the <laughs> purest ball hitters you'd ever see. Maybe not, you know, in the best, but just when he hits it well, it's, it's unbelievable. Yep. He's using perimeter weighted clubs now. Mm-hmm. I think Dustin Johnson might still be having blades uh, a long way through the bag, and you know, obviously, it, it always fascinates me because, you know, he he's got a high launch five wood in his bag. Yeah. So it's like 21 degrees. It's like, that's, a, that's a seven wood. Yep. Um, and I think he's got a 16 and a half degree, which is a high launch three wood as well. Uh, and I think he has a 10 and a half degree driver. So they're probably all ticked back a little bit to where they mm. sit open. So they might be a little bit loft off. The, but still, they're, they're really high uh, lofts to have. And the biggest sweet spot you could possibly have with the woods. And he's got three of them. Yeah. So he goes from the biggest possible sweet spot with the woods to the smallest possible <laughs> with the irons. Yeah. Yeah, that interests me. So it does. I, I wouldn't be surprised if one day, you know, you see the sweet spots probably change a little bit and he goes from the biggest possible with the the, the M2s and the M1s yep. from TaylorMade to something that's a little bit bigger with the irons. Probably makes more sense mm-hmm. to me. There you go. Like so, Jason Day. Just for everyone out there listening, this is what Tiger Woods will use. He'll use a 2016 M2 driver, the yep. 2017 M2 three wood and the 2017 M1 woods. The 2016 M2 driver. That's correct. That's in the bag this week. So what is... what? Because I've seen the pictures of him and he's using the 2017, 2017 mm. driver. Yeah. All right. So he's, he might just be happy with that one just for the week. So, Marco, I've looked at the M2, M1s. And yep. You see them, you know, you go into the your local golf store. And yeah, they're, they're everywhere they're now. They're sitting there right at the front and you go, oh, yeah, they look pretty nice. <laughs> so they've they've redone the M1, M2, they're yep. back again. So yep. what what is the difference between the two? Because you are, of course, a tailor-made man. Yeah, well, so, it's, it's, it's carbon fiber. The carbon fiber has had an enormous, you know, that... Golf companies have been using carbon fibre on top of clubs and mm. at the back of clubs for a long time. Um, but, you know, the guys who work at TaylorMade and Callaway and Titleist and Strixon, uh, 
They're geniuses, mate. Are they above the front door when you walk into Taylor Made? There is a sign that says Taylor Made, the home of Taylor Made. You don't have to be a rocket scientist, a rocket scientist to work here, but it helps. <laughs> I mean, they are geniuses. So, what they find is the lower that you put the center of gravity, and the further back that some of the weight is, um, then it just helps the ball not spin. Mm-hmm. So the ball not spill the ball off a driver that doesn't spin much goes like a bullet mm. once upon a time you know spin was the only thing keeping a golf ball really certainly a two iron and a one iron in the air uh, but now with the with the new golf ball uh, the less that this thing spins and the higher launch angle that you can have so it, it's very easy i mean you know if you if you were once upon a time if you were using a persimmon club and you love the persimmons you used to have they'll get um, if you wanted to change loft you would have to literally file the face down I used to take it to a bloke called Peter Speed when I was using Persimmon. When I first started, I'd get a, a a driver sent over from Cleveland. Cleveland Classic used to make the best drivers, I used to think. Yeah. So I used to get my drivers from Cleveland. And they would arrive um, for American conditions, which were no good here in Australia because yeah. it was pretty windy. Yep. So I didn't have the choice, really, of loft. Uh, I wasn't on mm-hmm. their radar, but at least I got the heads coming down. So I would take that driver, absolutely brand new, over to Peter Speed, and he would turn this 10.5-degree driver into a nine and a half degree driver, and it's only one degree, but gee, it makes a big difference uh, when the ball, especially when the apex of your drive is 180 yards from mm-hmm. where you've hit it, and then it starts to go down. Uh, 180 yards, one degree, yeah. do the measurements, makes, a difference. makes an enormous difference, yeah. probably about 20 feet in the air at that mm. point. So, um, so we used to do that, but these days, when the ball doesn't spin, you just, you just walk into the tour van and go, hey, listen, this eight and a half driver that I've been using, can I have a nine and a half? And they just whip the shaft out that you love, stick it in to the new one, put the required weight in, and you basically just walk out with a perfect one degree extra driver. So the the benefits of that is enormous. Once upon a time, if you change the ball, um, a lot of the time you wouldn't change your ball because that meant you had to change the driver. But now that, you know, the balls are changing all the time, no one's changing the ball. Mm. I want to talk about the ball in the tick. We will. No one's changing the ball. Everyone's just changing the driver head. Yep. You don't have to change the shaft. You don't have to do anything. Just, here you go. Here's the eight and a half. Now it's a nine and a half. And that's, yep. that's what a lot of the players are doing. And, you know, you see someone like Dustin, John- Dustin Johnson who hits the ball a million miles. A ten and a half degree driver. Yeah. Even even if he was using a nine and a half degree <laughs> driver, that, that, that is amazing yep. to me. So... You know, technology's come a long way. It has. Tour vans, you know, they are just state of the <laughs> art these days. Walk in, walk out with ten extra yards for a lot of these players. Um, and it is it has been fascinating to see Rory McElroy and Tiger Woods as as test cases. Yes. To see what equipment they're using and you know, we don't want to you know, Tyler's out there obviously with the golf ball, so Rory's using that and yep. uh Tiger's made other choices. Yes. So They've kind of left Shrixen alone, haven't they? Mm. But it's not left alone as far as... Uh, the tour goes. Yeah, that's no. exactly right. Matsuyama is yep. a massive Shrixen man. Shrixon. Shrixon. All right, Marco, got to get to a break. want to talk golf balls. I tested one out Next. this week. <laughs> I tested out You've the new... You've come in today yep. raving about a golf ball. It was ridiculous. Uh, I want to tell you about it after the break. The new TP5, I got, I got a few sent to me. Yep. Uh, so there's a TP5 and a TP5X. Mm-hmm. I got the TP5s, which is you know the ball that spins. So mm-hmm. if you're not if you don't have the huge amount of clubhead speed, that's the one. But I've got a story to tell you after the break. All right, we'll get to that next. This is the clubhouse right around Australia. In your life. 
life have you seen anything like that? You're listening to The Clubhouse. Yeah, you certainly are. This is The Clubhouse right around Australia. Julian Bayard is my name. Mark Allen is here as well as we talk all things golf on this long Australia Day weekend. Hope you've had a fantastic week. Before we go any further, Marco, it's time for this. The Power Player of the Week. For Honda Power Equipment, Honda's four-stroke lawn and garden range from $329. Yeah, that's it. Honda's four-stroke lawn and garden range on sale from $329 only at your specialist Honda dealer. Four-stroke lawn and garden range from $329. Mm. And this week's Power Player of the Week isn't a person, Marco. Who is it? It's a ball. It's the ball. (laughs) I tell you, I've been hearing things about the tailor-made golf ball. Now, this is good and bad. Yeah. This is this is good and bad because I, I think it's actually bad for the game. Oh, hang on. <laughs> but I got some of these uh, uh, prototype golf balls from TaylorMade uh, during the week. And TaylorMade have been saying for a long time that this is the best ball ever. And, you know, I've heard that a thousand yeah. times, but this was kind of drummed into me. Um, the balls have been sitting in the office for a while. I hadn't been at the office and finally got them. So I went on a Wednesday and just you know filled the bag full of them and mm-hmm. thought, oh, well, we'll just give them a whiz and see how they go. So the TP, same with everything. Yeah. There's a Pro V1X and a Pro V1. Mm-hmm. The X is if you've got a lot of club head speed and spin the ball a lot. And the other one's for people who you know still want the, the control, uh, but a little bit more spin. You know, So if you hit your 8-iron or your 9-iron and that's not stopping, mm-hmm. then you should be using a Pro V1 or uh, you know the tailor-made golf ball without the X or yeah. whatever the equivalent is. So I got the TP5s. Uh, so that's the, 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 not the X. So anyway, I hit off the first tee, you know, hit, hit a reasonable one, hit off the second tee, hit a reasonable one. Uh, got to the third hole, and I pulled it, and pulled it with a hook. Mm. Anyway, so I, I, I know halfway, you know, halfway through the follow-through, look up, it didn't hook. It just finished in the left rough. <laughs> I thought, oh, that's unusual. Yeah. Anyway, so um, I get on the next hole, and because I've hit one left early, I don't want to go left again because that, you know. So I've come out of it a little bit. And as I've come up, I've hit it out of the heel. And I know it's going right. And I'm thinking, oh, look up. And it just went to the right rough. Didn't go in the right trees. (laughs) Could this be the answer to everyone's golfing problems, Marco? So in the meantime, you know, I'm missing a few greens. And I'm starting to think this ball's not curving at all Mm. like it should. So I've missed a few greens. And now it's time to get the wedges out. And the ball's spinning. Spinning probably a little bit more than the other ball. So somehow, somehow, they are geniuses. I mentioned this at the top of the program. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to work at TaylorMade or Callaway or Titleist, but it helps. Somehow they have got this ball. Now once upon, I mean, the ball's always been going in this direction where it doesn't spin with the longer clubs and spins like you just can't believe with the with the small ones, especially with sharp grooves. Mm. With sharp grooves, these new golf balls, you can make it talk. Yeah. As I the more I, the more I played, the less the more I could see the ball dipping in the air. So instead of the ball hovering like I, I've had, you know, probably the last three or four years mm-hmm. with the new ball, with the new tailor made ball, uh, tour preferred. It's not hovering anymore. It is now dipping. So I've lost a bit of height. Mm. So, it, I, 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 you know, it's pretty easy. I just put my head a little bit further back. Yep. So I put my head a little bit further back in my setup and started swinging just a little bit, yeah, a couple of inches, and yep. I got a little bit of the height back. This ball didn't come down. I've got a, <laughs> I, a lot of the reason. Like I'm, I'm hitting a few bad shots because I'm coming out of the ball, coming off, coming off my follow through. So I've got a bit of a sore back mm-hmm. from the raking. From the raking, the leaves still there. It's getting better. 
But this thing doesn't come down. Now, if you are a tailor-made player or Titleist player or anybody, if you're not using this ball, you've got rocks in your head because the advantage it gives you is ridiculous. Now, well done to tailor-made. Congratulations. But I felt like after about seven holes, <laughs> I felt like I was cheating. Now, I'm telling you, I didn't hit the ball very well. I didn't putt very well and I shot 71, mm. which is one under at Kingston Heath. Yeah. I felt like I was cheating. <laughs> I've never felt good about cheating, but on the back nine, this thing kept on going straight and I was starting to feel good about <laughs> cheating with the new ball. Now, do you think that's... I mean... I think it's brilliant. I'm <laughs> giving you, you... You got any in the car? I'm giving you some... <laughs> I do. I'll give you a couple. I'm giving you some... This... It's got to a level now where I, I just cannot believe yeah. how smart these people are. How do you do it? Yeah. And, you know... God, I mean, God forbid you give me an old Ballada ball, because <laughs> the Ballada ball used to, you know, the size, size, backspin, side spin, hook, whatever. I mean, I, I would have, I would have shot seventy eight. Yeah, with the same swings, with the same swings. But this ball does not spin, does not spin, doesn't backspin, doesn't side spin. It's gone too far, I think. Right. They've got to pull it up now. I mean, this this will be the last straw. Yeah. If one tailor made, if tailor made has only got, let's say, ten percent mm-hmm. of the PGA Tour playing, and the tailor made players end up winning, let's say, fifty percent of the tournaments, mm. what's going to happen? Questions are going to be asked. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well, it's great for the local player. Maybe not so much at the top level. Well, at some stage, it's got to stop. Yeah. Doesn't it? Well, how far can technology go? Well, I mean, yeah. that's the age-old question. Golf balls have been improving yeah. for 100 years. Yeah. Maybe two, maybe 150 years. Golf balls have been improving. So this one will be improved upon at mm-hmm. some stage. Two years down the track, this yeah. one will be... I'll find something new. In the end, you'll just be buying laser beams. <laughs> I'm, tell- I'm telling you. Give us a sleeve of laser beams, please. Yeah. Yeah, look, I'm happy... Because I'm using the tailor made and the Vic opens now. Yeah, I'm yes. now feeling a little bit more confident yeah, about what's going to happen there. Uh, well, I hope so anyway. I hope so anyway. <laughs> but you know, the golf ball is now getting to a level where I think it's, I think yeah. it's bad. Yeah, I think it's not right. Really? Yeah, I don't think it's right. Okay. I, th- I think, and, and the way to you know the way to get around this, if the RNA and the USGA want to do something, then they can easily impose spin rate requirements. On the ball, I think it's the only way to do it. Mm-hmm. So you can have this ball, you can have that ball, but when I hit a five iron, when Iron when Iron Byron hits the five iron, it's got a spin rate at at least this number. And when Iron Byron hits uh, a driver with this golf ball, it has to spin. I is don't the, know. Is that the machine? Yeah, that's the, the machine. The machine? <laughs> that's the machine. It's got it. The spin rate has to be up because the spin rate's up. Then all of a sudden, what happens with the drivers are. Uh, that they get, players are going to try trying to keep it low again, so they'll go back to eight and a half degrees, seven and a half degrees, like they used to. Mm-hmm. Tiger Woods used to use a seven and a half degree driver <laughs> when he first came out, and he's using a bladder ball, seven and a half degrees. So the seven and a half degree driver puts side spin on the golf ball much more than a nine and a half, much more. So this is what I think will probably happen. That and let's let's go back to twelve clubs. Yeah, once upon a time, there was no limit at all. No limit on clubs. You could have as many as you like. (laughs) Then they made it 14. Mm -hmm. But the golf ball now is so good that it's too good. Mm -hmm. And that needs two clubs. Two clubs out of a professional's bag need to come out. Two clubs out of an amateur bag, no one would know the difference. More people would carry their clubs too, which makes the golf courses better. (laughs) So there's a lot of reasons for that also. 
Um, but something's got to happen because this ball is now, in my view, one, unbelievably awesome, <laughs> but two, out of control. Yeah, gone too far. It's out, it's, oh. It is it is out of control. Has there been much feedback that you've heard of from the pros? About yep. It? Yeah. yeah, I've been watching on Twitter like everybody else, mm-hmm. and what they do is they put the track man behind because no one uses the eye anymore. No one uses when they test equipment. No one goes out and just hits a few Pro V ones with the driver, <laughs> yep. and then uh, switches over and they go, "Oh wow, that one goes better." But they don't trust it. They all trust, uh, you know, the machine behind the ball. Mm-hmm. That's the only way to do things, and they go right through the bag. So I've been watching one player after another who have been using a Pro V one X use the TP five X, and one after another. They're just showing you the numbers. Here, I hit three with the Pro V1X. Now, I hit three with the TP1X. No one can believe what's going on. So, it is exactly the same ball speed coming off the club face mm-hmm. with much less spin. So, one player, one ball, one yeah, one time they're hitting a Pro V1X. The next time, they are hitting a bullet that doesn't stop. <laughs> it doesn't stop and doesn't spin. Yeah. And when it doesn't spin, I mean, it's gone too far. Well done to the uh, uh, scientists. Well done. Rocket scientists, folks, they're at TaylorMade and Callaway. Great effort. (laughs) You guys are smart. But what is it doing to to the game? Looking forward to trying this ball. (laughs) I'll give you a couple. I'll give you a couple. I'll give you a couple. I'll bring some feedback next week. You report back next week. I'll report back next week. You report back next week. I'll play on Tuesday and I'll report back next week. You're going to have 42 points. I might have to. <laughs> might be the secret to getting my handicap down. Anyway, we'll see what we'll see what happens in the future. Should but Tiger I think have now, not signed with Bridgestone? Just I reckon Tiger's made. Well, if he's just, if he's just, uh, yeah, I think he is. I think he's made. I, I wouldn't be surprised if down the track he has made a big mistake. Yeah. They might just get some Bridgestone badges. And <laughs> well, that's been done before, buddy. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. That has been done before. <laughs> so whoever's doing the ball count, they go, yep, I've got the Bridgestone. In actual fact, yeah. the TP5 mm. is right there. He, he uses a ball that spins too. So yeah. he likes a ball that really spins around the greens. So this would be right up his alley. Yeah, All it. of a sudden, he's going to be getting Pro V1X spin with the driver, but Pro V1 spin or TP5 spin uh, with the wedges around the greens. Interesting. Oh, mate, it's crazy. Looking forward to it. It's crazy. Can't I, re- wait. I reckon, honestly, I was hitting the ball with a crook back, yeah. with a crook back, <laughs> 10 metres further than I was with the other ball. Love it. Unbelievable. Can't wait to try and, it. And <laughs> 10 metres straighter. I mean, come on. It's too far. It's unfair. Too far. That's our Power Player of the Week for Honda's four-stroke lawn and garden range on sale from $329. Want to talk next yeah. about how to get it close from 80 Oh, because no worries. I had a tough day. Did you? And I want to, I want to get some advice live on air. Can Thanks. I tell you this? Yeah. It's a lot about the grass you're playing off. Yes. I'll explain I've after the break. Too. I'll, I'll explain after the break. This is the Clubhouse. More next. In your life, have you seen anything like that? You're listening to the Clubhouse. Yeah, welcome back. It is the Clubhouse. Julian Bayard is my name. And Mark Allen is here as well each and every week as we talk all things golf. Time to go inside the clubhouse for Club Mandalay Golf Course. Hit the golf course, play golf at Club Mandalay, clubmandalay.com.au. Marco. Righto. Uh, I want to tell you, before we get into this pitching, <laughs> yes. uh, I know you had a lot of trouble with the pitches. Yep. I'm going to tell you a little story about two chickens. <laughs> There's a chicken in two, one, one chicken in two different cages. Yep. Two chickens, one cage, one chicken. One chicken would tap this thing twice. And a little, pe- little pellet would come out and it would eat. Mm-hmm. The other cage, the chicken, didn't matter what happened. Something different every time would happen. And 
a pellet would come out. So sometimes no pellet, no no tapping of the box, and a pellet would come. Sometimes you had to tap three different things, it would come out. So they kept on watching these chickens. The one on the right just kept on going tap tap, came out. The yep. one on the left was doing two twirls before he went over there and tapped <laughs> it. So the moral of the story is, if there are things involved in any action that you don't understand the things that are going on, then all of a sudden it makes your mind muddled. Now, the bottom line is if you're pitching and you don't understand grain, then you don't understand how to chip. Mm -hmm. So the grain of grass is very much like that other chicken. If you don't know which way the grain's going, then sometimes you can hit it fat and not understand why. Other times you can hit a chip shot and there will be no divot whatsoever. And you'll go, how come I didn't? Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you start scratching your head. All of a sudden, you start doing some really weird stuff because uh, the, the conditions aren't, I don't know, sterile. I guess. Mm-hmm. So the grain. Let me. Let me. Here in this country, we play off cooch grass for the majority, mm-hmm. unless you're in Tassie, where they play off, you know, the fescue. Or around rural Melbourne, they play off the fescue grass around the fringes. Cooch grass is the biggest killer of chipping confidence in the world of mm-hmm. golf. Not bad technique the grass because it's a tough grass it's a tough grass for our conditions it's idiot proof basically for a lot of uh, superintendents when i say idiot proof obviously some caring but it's very easy to control yep. in this country but the, there is grain uh in cooch grass and because the grass is so tough if you have a golf shot where your blade hits just behind the ball then if you're hitting into the that's when you take the big divot and you don't understand why that's right so you have to know these things. You have to, now, there are some times when your ball will be sitting on a pretty good lie, but, and you have to use a lob wedge, but as a professional, you know it's into the grain. You know it is. So they're the ones you've got to be careful on. There are other ones where the ball is sitting on a beautiful lie and it's down grain, and you can virtually do whatever you like. You can hit down on the ball, you still won't take a divot. Mm-hmm. So unless you know what is going on with the grain, you've got no idea. Now, it's illegal to rub your club on the grass to see where the grain's going. It's not illegal just to look at the colour of the grass. <laughs> and the more that you start to look at the colour, so you know when you see on the on the golf coverage, you see light grass and dark grass, mm-hmm. it's, it's the mowing marks. Well, the mower's gone one way, and it's usually nice and light, and the mower comes back towards the camera, and that's the dark one. Mm-hmm. That's into the grain if you're going in the camera's view. So, you know, it's funny, you know, when you a, a long time ago, and once upon a time when they used to, used to mow the fairways and lines, uh, particularly if the greens were rock hard, you'd hit a drive and hope that you would be landing down grain because you can put more spin on the golf ball yep. when it's down grain. <laughs> All right, so you've got to start looking for grain, folks. If you, if you are somebody who sometimes hits a fat shot and you don't understand why, I almost guarantee it is the grain that is messing with you, especially if you're on the cooch fairways. Mm-hmm. So there, there are two things to do. When you find yourself into the grain, one, you've just got to be really careful, or two, putt the ball. Now, when you putt the ball into the grain... That's when the ball usually bobbles. You know, sometimes you hit the ball from off the green and it just runs beautifully. Mm. I can almost guarantee it's down grain. When you see uh, the ball bounce a little bit, it's usually from putting into the grain on the cooch. Now, a pro won't risk the bounce of a putt into the grain, but they are skilled to where what they'll do is they'll, they'll use a lob wedge and they use the bounce of the lob wedge. So um, I, I recommend for... Pretty much all weekend warrior types, even low hand, low handicap golfers, that if you play off cooch grass more often than not, um, and you are 
suspect. So you can chip, but you're a little bit susceptible mm-hmm. to a bad chip every once in a while from hitting it fat. Then you need high bounce wedges. Uh, so when a professional sees that he's into the grain, knows he can't putt it because it's just too risky. You can putt it if you want, but mm-hmm. and I suggest the most amateurs that you do putt it, even though even though you know it's not going to be uh, consistent. I'd rather you putt it onto the green and have at least a, you know, maybe an eight-footer for par rather than hitting a fat chip, not yeah. knowing and staying why, and then trying to hit a fat chip again and hit the thin next time, then your confidence is gone. You're, you're better off just putting. Yep. Just putt, folks, if you're from off the green. doesn't matter whether you're in the green or not. Um, if you're not doing chipping practice, just putt. But if you are doing chipping practice uh, and you understand it, one, practice into the green shots, but two, use the bounce. Mm. Don't let that leading edge hit the ground first. So you've actually got to practice this and it means making contact with the ball. You've still got to hit down on your chip but it means you've got to make contact with the ball with the shaft still leaning forward. Most times, you know, your bounce on a sandwich is around 10 degrees so you maybe you want the shaft leaning 5 degrees forward when you make contact so that you're not... The club's not making contact with the grass with the leading edge. It's actually making contact with the grass with the back bit of the bounce mm. so pick you up your wedge you can you know hold the club up in front of you and maybe have the shaft hanging down put it up in front of your eyes you can see the bounce uh, you've got to use bounce when you're chipping into the grain now i'm not sure what you're doing but this is what i see it sounds exactly like what i'm doing this, this is what i this is what i see i see so many players um particularly you know the golf courses i've grown up with at huntingdale and kingston heath and royal melbourne they hit pitches and they just don't get why the club caught, the club catches sometimes and doesn't catch yep. others. And it's the number one reason. Mm-hmm. So start looking for the grain, folks. You know, even look, you know, sometimes you walk up and you look back, and if it looks light when you look walking back to your ball, uh, I can almost guarantee that it's going to be into the grain. Then go behind the ball, and if the grass looks dark, mm-hmm. then you've got an issue. You've got an issue that you have to deal with. That so you what are you, chipping what into do you the do grain. there? What, what would you. Well, would you it, take a different club? Would you t- play a different shot? Well, once upon, once upon a time when I was a pro, I would open up, not my lob wedge, but I, I would open up the mid wedge, my 53 degree wedge, mm-hmm. because when you open a club up, it puts more bounce on the sole. And I would hit a cut up shot with the 53 degree instead of the lob wedge because it gives you more bounce. So yeah. that's what I would have done when I'm a pro, but I don't practice that shot anymore. I'm no good at that shot anymore. Mm-hmm. I can't control that shot as well as I used to anymore. So these days, if it's a uh, into the grain lie and I've got to go up a little ridge and make the ball stop, then I'm putting every day mm-hmm. and just risking the bobble factor. In fact, I'm just generally speaking, just trying to hit the ball past the mm-hmm. hole or trying to hit the ball where I'm going to have an up uphill putt. That that's always in my mind these days. So that's, that's what I'd be suggesting you because I know you don't practice your chipping. Mm. I know a lot of people don't. It's boring. Mm-hmm. They just have a putt. I hit a few into the net, maybe. If you're lucky, you've got a driving range there. You can hit a handful of balls. Good luck to you. But not many people put, Not many people practice their chipping like they need to. Not many people understand grain around the green like they need to. So to those people, put your hand up in the car if you're one of them. Mm-hmm. Just start putting, folks. Yeah. Start putting. You get better at it. It's amazing how it's amazing how your eye ends up once you're putting all the time from off the green. You start to understand the grain because yeah. there are different colours that you're putting through to get onto the green surface. Yep. There you go. I get the putter out. Get the putter out, dude. Yep. And, but still look for the grain. I will. Make sure you look for the grain. Look for if, the it's, grain. if it's nice and light and shiny, yep. then the ball's going to roll beautifully mm-hmm. when you hit the putt from off the green. And when it's not, when it's dark green, just get ready for the bobble. Yep. It's going to happen. That's it.
Mm, interesting. Right, yeah. Putting all that this a, into practice. That was a masterclass. It was That's an a free masterclass. One. A free one. A seg three masterclass. Oh, we go, have we got a real masterclass yeah, coming up? We do. All for Club Mandalay. Book your next round of golf at Club Mandalay. Clubmandalay.com.au and you can save 10% when using this code. It is CM Golf. Put it on the website. CM Golf. Save 10% at clubmandalay.com.au. Your masterclass, Marco, is up next. Marco's Masterclass. We've already had one in Seg 3 on pitching, but Marco's Masterclass is here right now. What are we looking at today, Marco? Well, pitching's boring for a lot of people, but uh, hitting the ball further is not. Oh, yes. So if you're getting a little bit older and you are turning, like I ask you to, and you feel like you're doing as much as you can, but you're still not hitting the ball as far as you need to, particularly with the driver, there's time to take drastic measures. Mm -hmm. So we've seen in the past people like Vijay Singh, uh, Nick Feldo, even Greg Norman, now mm. he's a little bit older, they actually close their stance when they hit the driver. Um, so they look like their feet are pointing way out to the right. The club and their shoulders are still aiming right down the middle. Mm-hmm. But they do this so that they can turn more. So you, you think about it. Mm-hmm. You put one, your, your right foot, if you're right footer, you put the right foot back a little bit. As you're going back, it's going to free up your turn. Mm. And another thing you can do as well, particularly now I'm talking about the 60-year-olds here, open up your right foot too. So, so oh, yeah. I see so many players pigeon-toed. Their right foot is pigeon-toed. Yeah. And that locks the ankle, which locks your knee, which mm-hmm. locks your hips. And you yeah. can't do you anything. Can't turn. You can't turn. Yep. So if you really have a, a, sh- a very, very small shoulder turn, let's let's get drastic. Let's do what VJ does, do what Ben Hogan did, mm-hmm. do what Greg Norman does, do what Nick Feldo did. Play your driver with a closed stance and open up that right foot as well. Do them both. And you'll find that it frees up your ankles. It frees up your hip to make a bigger turn back. The only thing it does do is that it makes it a little bit harder to get through the ball. So you're going to have to make an effort. And that's not so bad, by the way, making an effort to hit the ball. Making an effort to get through, that's not so bad. But it's when you don't have any kind of shoulder turn or hip turn, you you can't hit the ball anywhere, folks. And then your arms start doing too much and it's a disaster. So, if you want to hit the ball a little bit further, mm-hmm. um, and I'm, Just, this not for young guys. This is not, this is not for you, Jules. No. Right? You're still young and slender and probably flexible. So, not for you. Yep. But once you get over past 40, even mm-hmm. some people 35, and certainly once you're up to 60, then close the stance with the driver. Get used to it. You'll get a bigger turn. You'll probably pick up 10 yards. Like it. Like it. little sneaky tip for 10 a yards. Sneaker, a little sneaker for 10. Don't mind it. Don't it's mind. amazing. Ben Hogan, you, know, you, you pick up his book, five, The Five Modern Fundamentals of Golf. Mm-hmm. A lot of his setup is he's open with his wedges and he gets to the driver and he's closed with the driver. Mm-hmm. You, you know, he, he wrote that book when he was about 40, 35, 40. So you, even then, you, know, you watch his shoulder turn. I mean, his shoulder turn was quite big at young, but obviously got shorter and shorter as he got older. So he closed off that uh, stance of his. And he, be, he was a great striker and a long hitter of the golf ball for a long time. Yeah. Ooh, I like it. Righto. Hey, Don't you it do it, though. You're, I'm too, not, you're I'll, too thin, I'll, too flexible. <laughs> too thin is correct. Yeah. <laughs> good on you, buddy. Hey, uh, thanks for that. We'll come back next week. We're going to review Tiger's... Uh, well, how he went. Return to yeah. the tour. The and, 2017. Hey, four tournaments in five weeks. Ooh. It's going to be a Tiger Fest and for the next month. I will review this Ooh. magical golf ball. Come downstairs quick. <laughs> come downstairs. I'll give you a couple. I'll see you next week, Marco. See you, buddy.